Welcome to the 393rd episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with Grace Maddie Oley, author of the new novel, The Bird That Sang in Color. And stay tuned after the interview as Grace reads from her novel. The Reading and Writing Podcast is brought to you by Libro FM. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 185,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there, but you'll be part of a different story one that supports your local community and your local bookstore. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. You can listen during your commute, while doing chores, walking the dog, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from people who know audiobooks best, your local bookseller. Here's your special offer from the Reading and Writing Podcast. Get two audiobooks for the price of one today with your first month of membership with the code RWPODCAST at checkout. This offer is only valid for new members in Canada and the U.S., Check out Libro.fm today. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Grace Mattioli, author of the new novel, The Bird That Sang in Color. Grace, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. It's an honor to be here. Sure. If someone hasn't heard about your novel, The Bird That Sang in Color yet, how would you describe the novel? In one sentence, it's about a woman who creates the life she always wanted and then leaves it behind when she discovers the secret to living free. Donna Greco, in her early teens, decides that having a fulfilling life is contingent upon having a family, a nice house, and a dignified career. And she decides this for both her and her older brother, Vincent, who's an artistic type, who is someone she doesn't perceive as being able to get these things on his own. So she goes about acquiring these things through the course of her lifetime, because this novel spans several decades. He remains uh, single and childless, working low-paying jobs, never having a dignified career, living in cramped apartments. And she assumes that he is unhappy because he doesn't have the necessary ingredients, what she perceives as the necessary ingredients for happiness. And so she blames herself for this and she harbors guilt until she discovers a book of sketches he'd made of his life. It contains various sketches that he had made throughout his life. And this allows her to discover his internal joy And it also prompts her own journey of living authentically. She realizes that, hey, I have all this stuff, but I'm unhappy. And what are the, she starts to question what picture she'll have of herself at the end of her life. And that's what really gets her living free. 
And so do you remember the original impetus or idea that led you to write The Bird That Sang in Color? Yes, and it was discovering my own brother's pictorial autobiography shortly after his death. And I was someone that also, I think that we all do to a certain extent, maybe I didn't as much as most people, but I assumed, oh, my brother is alone and he never had children and doesn't have this certain career and all this, and he must not be fulfilled. He must not be happy. And I discovered this, as I was saying, this pictorial autobiography that he created. In fact, one of the pictures is used for the cover of my book. And I realized that he really had a joyous life and he was internally rich. And it prompted me to start thinking of my own life in terms of pictures. What pictures will I have of myself by the end of my life? And it was really inspiring for me. It made me, it just, I started doing all kinds of things that I wouldn't have done had I not had this insight from this book of sketches. And I also wanted it to be something that would fit in with my trilogy, my Greco family trilogy. I wrote two other books that feature this same family, although they can all be read as standalones. So I maybe shouldn't be calling it a trilogy. I wrote them all so that people could read them in any order, or they could just read one. The only recommendation I make is that, so my first book is Olive Branches Don't Grow on Trees. The second one is Discovery of an Eagle. And this is the third one featuring the same family. And Donna is the matriarch of this family. And the only recommendation I make is reading Discovery of an Eagle after Olive Branches Don't Grow on Trees, because it was written specifically as a sequel. Great. What was your writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? I would say as a child, I wrote short stories. And one in particular that stands out for me was called The Magic Pen. And when someone would use this particular pen, stories would flow out of that person as if by some divine force. This story has meaning, a lot of meaning for me now in my life as I write my characters are often surprising me or I'm getting lines of description or dialogue that are coming to me and it does feel as if it's by some divine force. So as a child, I wrote stories. I got away from writing for years. I was in this kind of law school cave where I just, you know, that was my only focus. I did major in English literature in college. So that was something that kind of kept me interested in fiction and storytelling. But again, I strayed away from it for years. And then I got back into it shortly after dropping out of law school, when I entered a a poetry contest, my sister Anna May encouraged me to enter this contest. And then I started that got me starting to write poems, which got me starting to write short stories, and then into screenplays, and eventually novels. And my first novel, Olive Branches Don't Grow on Trees, was written because originally I wanted to dispel the negative stereotypical conceptions about a particular subculture, that being Italian Americans from New Jersey. 
So I wanted to feature a family that were neither morons nor mobsters, and that is the Greco family. But I also wanted it to be about something that was really important to me. And so it was about the subject of peace and peacemaking, because that's something I'm really passionate about. And all of my books are about, they have these deeper messages about living happily. They're meant to inspire people to live happier, fuller lives, because I strongly believe that happiness is important, not just at a at the individual level, but at the global level as well. In fact, I think it's because of all the miserable people are making all the trouble in the world. So if people were happier, the world would just be a completely different place. Sure. Good thought. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what was so, your writing process when you were working on The Bird That Sang in Color? Do you outline your novels extensively when you're writing, or is it more of an organic process of seeing where the story goes and how it emerges? I, I make an outline, but it's a loose outline so as to allow for the organic growth of the story. So again, my characters are continually surprising me and doing things I don't expect them to do or making decisions I'm not. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply aware of, or or I didn't have knowledge of, oh, I don't always have knowledge of what they are going to do or decide or even say. So it's definitely a loose outline, but I am a strong believer in making an outline and it specifically to the three act dramatic structure, which I'm really a big fan in fan of, excuse me. Yeah. And yeah. are there particular books or I'm just curious in terms of the three act structure of, of how you settled on that. And obviously it's not surprising, but I'm just curious if, if there are specific writing books that you have read about the three act structure. Yes. One I'd like to highly recommend is called the nighttime novelist by Joseph Bates. And it's really excellent. And it's for those of us who are working and working full time and writing at the same time. And, but it could be for anyone. It could be, I'm just saying it just, it caters to that group of uh, people. But, but yeah, that's an excellent book. And I did take a lot of screenwriting classes too. So that they were very helpful to me. And that's what kind of got me into this whole three act thing. I like stories that are accessible. I, The three-act structure is something that 
resonates with people and that creates that accessibility to readers. Given your success in writing and getting your three novels published with your latest one, The Bird That Sang in Color, what writing advice would you offer for those who are writing their own stories and novels? Yes. One thing I would say is to, I read a lot of authors that I emulate their style and I take notes. So if I read a line of description that I really love, I write it down. Or sometimes what I'll do is if I'm going through a novel, because that could be labor intensive. So I'll highlight certain sentences or lines of dialogue, and then I'll take the notes after. So that's one thing. The other thing I would say is don't wait for inspiration to strike because you'll be waiting a long time. I'm really a big believer in writing every day. And currently I'm not because I'm so into my the marketing aspect of this journey, but I'm a big believer in sitting and writing and again, not waiting for inspiration to strike. And I do, I do word counting. So that's not for everyone, but it's something that was really effective for me. And so I have a minimum number of words that I have to produce each day. My last bit of advice is I wrote a short guide that's up on all major online booksellers. It's called Tell the World Your Story. It's a little dated, but still relevant. And it's only 99 cents. Are you working on another novel now? I am, and it is going to feature another Greco family member, which I hadn't intended. I thought I was through with the family, but I guess I'm not. So it features uh, Vince Greco, who is Donna's son, her youngest child, and it's going to explore the problem of homelessness in America. And the title will be We Live in the Flicker, which is one of my favorite lines. And in literature, it comes from Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. That's great. Thanks. What what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I do. I am more of a fan of classics or contemporary classics, but I'm trying to read more up-to-date books. So a couple that I really enjoyed that I highly recommend is they're out of, they're not that recent, but they're from the past couple decades anyway. Swamplandia by Karen Russell mm-hmm. and Train Dreams by Dennis Johnson. Great. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels? My website is gracemattioli.com. And Mattioli is spelled M-A-T-I-O-L-I. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Grace Mattioli, author of the new novel, The Bird That Sang in Color. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Grace, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much, Jeff. It was really my honor to be here. Thank you. Great. And now stay tuned as Grace Mattioli reads from her novel, The Bird That Sang in Color. What pictures will you have of yourself by the end of your life? By pictures, I mean drawings, not photographs. A photograph is easy. A drawing is earned. I began contemplating this question only in recent years, but once I started, I couldn't stop, and these days I'm always seeing my life in pictures. For this, I thank my brother Vincent. He taught me how to untie my hands so that I could be free to draw. He taught me to draw my own pictures instead of copying somebody else's. 
He taught me to use markers because colorful pictures are better than those that blend into the background. And with his unintentional guidance, I made some really great drawings in the style of his own art that hangs on my walls. I look up at it and remember a long ago time when he and I sat in his old room in our old house listening to albums. It was before I devised the great plan that would become my life. A time before Frank, my children, my grandchildren. Before I went to college and before I taught in college. It was when I could see the world for what it is and my brother in all his humble greatness. Chapter 1 1970. The Golden Garden Bird of Peace were the words painted on the wall in Vincent's room. I thought Dad would have painted over them because he couldn't stand all that hippie crap. Beside the words hung a bunch of paintings he made. He painted trees, mountains, rivers, flowers, and people with real life expressions that made them more than just pictures. They were alive and they told stories. Some of his paintings were abstract. My favorite being one that looked like a kaleidoscope with no beginning and no end, and colors that bounced off the canvas like a beautiful neon sign sparkling against a black sky. I could stare at it all day. I went between staring at it and the album cover before me, Let It Be by the Beatles. Vincent sat by the record player dressed in his usual Levi's t-shirt and Converse high tops, bent toward the revolving album, listening intently his head of black curly hair moving back and forth, his right foot tapping the hardwood floor, keeping rhythm with a fab four. Finally, he turned his head away from the stereo and said to me, I can't believe this is it. His face was serious and gloomy, and I didn't know what he was talking about, but I pretended that I did because I'd never let my cool down around Vincent. It was because of him I knew so much about rock and roll which made me pretty sure I was the coolest 8th grade girl in the whole town and possibly in the whole state of New Jersey. I know, I said seriously. I mean, I just never thought the Beatles would break up. He shook his head with disappointment. So this is their last album then? Well, yeah, he said like I should have known better. Hey, check this out, Donna. With the speed of a light switch flicking on, he turned into an entirely different person, no longer sad and gloomy, but light and happy. He showed me a drawing he made of an old lady sitting on a chair with half of her body missing, and it looked as if the missing half was on the other side of an invisible door. She wore a mysterious smile as if she knew some extraordinary truth. Where's the other half of her body, I said. I don't know, he said, grinning. You tell me. Wow. I sat there trying to wrap my head around this while listening to the song playing. Just as I was about to figure something out about the picture, and just as I was really getting into the song, he took the needle off, turned the album over, and put the needle on the first song on the other side, a tendency he had that bothered the hell out of our brother Carmen. He scratched his head and looked up, his eyes penetrating the ceiling, deep in thought. He resembled Mom with his olive skin, Roman nose, and black curls, and was the only one of us who got her curly hair. The rest of us had straight hair. Mine was super long to the bottom of my back, and I wore it parted in the middle and was certain I was wearing it that way long before it was a style. Vincent was also taller than the rest of us at over six feet. Dad said he took after his own dad in stature. 
I never knew Grandpa Tucci because he died before I was born, but I was told he was called Lanky because he was tall and skinny. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.